I, I feel like college athletics is going to look markedly different. I think it will still exist. I think it's something that we can all still be excited about, but it, it's going to look different. This is the Geese Download, a podcast from the University of Illinois' Geese College of Business. I'm your host, Tim Sinclair, and today's guest is Josh Whitman, a 2001 Geese graduate with a degree in finance. Josh Whitman's title at the University of Illinois is Director of Athletics. And while the former Illini and NFL tight end certainly understands what it takes to become a successful athlete, he is keenly aware that the athletes under his care are students first. Both of Josh's parents were teachers, and balancing sports with school was a lesson they taught him long, long ago. I, I really give my parents a lot of credit because from from their perspective, it really was never an either or. It was it was always both. And I, I've said in other settings, I, I really felt like I was raised with a book in one hand and a ball of some kind in the other. And, and those two ideas, academics and, and athletics, have really shaped my entire life. And, and so dating all the way back to when I was a, a little kid, it was it was very common for me to be reading a book in the car on the way to a practice and to be doing you know homework into the evening and then up first thing in the morning to attend a workout. Um, you know, that was just kind of the way it, the way it was and, and really the way it continued to be for me all the way through college. While he briefly considered becoming a professor and he did practice law for a few years, Josh Whitman showed interest in the business side of college athletics before any of that. I remember early in my time at Illinois for the first time realizing who Ron Gunther was, who was the athletic director at the time and, and starting to gain a greater understanding of what he did. And so there was a period of time, I, I think it started around my sophomore year in college where I, I, I became familiar with Ron. I started to learn more about the athletic department here at the university of Illinois. I, I began meeting with other people who were in administrative roles and, and just gaining a, a more complete understanding of what was happening behind the scenes to allow us to go out and kick the ball off on Saturday afternoons. And it really, it wasn't until after my, my junior season in football, where I first started to think actively about a, a career in professional football. For me, it really had never, um, I was just so focused on the moment that I, I didn't give myself time to really think about what was happening after college. And, uh, and, and when we finished up, we played in a bowl game my junior year. I remember getting on the bus to head back to Champaign, and, and it dawned on me that I was, at that point, only three semesters away from graduating, and, and I was standing on the precipice of the National Football League, and, and I decided then and there that I should give it a try, everything that I had. And, uh, and so I, I really, uh, I think because of the timing and the way that those decisions happened for me, um, you know, I felt like I had a, a solid plan, uh, sort of predating my football aspirations that was something I could come back to once once my football career was over. Today, 20 years after graduating as a bronze scholar from the Geese College of Business with a degree in finance, Josh Whitman is five years in to leading the athletic department he so carefully analyzed as a student athlete. And his passion for the job and the environment is stronger than ever. I just love college athletics and I know that it's become very popular to be cynical of especially major college sports. But I think if people really had the opportunity to 
to sit in my chair and, and to be in the meetings that I'm in and to interact with the people I interact with every day, they, they would have a renewed appreciation and enthusiasm about the core of, of college athletics. I, I think at the end of the day, we are educators. We are in the business of preparing young people for a successful life. And we believe that one very valuable tool to use in that growth process is the crucible of competition that the opportunity to go out and, and compete at a high level, uh, to do so with some some pressure and some stress, to do so with um, great visibility on both your successes and your failures, uh, has the opportunity when it's handled properly to help these young men and women grow and develop into mature, confident, prepared adults, people who can be wonderful parents, um, spouses, professionals, community members. And, uh, and, and so that's really what, what drives me every day. And, and uh, I just couldn't be more excited about um, the, the steps that we've taken with our athletic program here with the, the opportunity that we have to, to provide this university with an athletic program that matches the reputation and prestige of the academic engine that, that we have here at the University of Illinois. And, uh, and for this athletic department to be a source of pride, uh, a source of coming together for, for our alumni, for our community. Um, you know, I really believe strongly in the, the big picture of college athletics and uh, all the benefits that a successful, well-run athletic program can provide to a university like ours in terms of raising our, our reputation, our profile, and being a, a rallying point for all those who are associated with the university, both past and present. In the wake of numerous surprise coaching hires or announcements during his tenure at Illinois, I couldn't help but ask Josh if the game of keeping secrets and flying under the radar was something he enjoyed or maybe even found important to the job. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting question. I've never been asked that one before. I think, um, yeah, I, I think that, that makes it fun. Uh, I, I think there's two pieces to the answer to that question. One is it, there is a little bit of a, a fun in the in the chase, so to speak, and and I think that you know being able to share news and and make a splash and and create uh, excitement with our fan base, with our alumni, with our university is is uh, a nice component of this job when when it's available. And certainly, circumstances don't always make that kind of opportunity available, and it's always I would say a secondary consideration, but. You know, if there's if there's the opportunity to create that kind of a, a surprise announcement, uh, I, I think people enjoy that, and and we get we get some satisfaction from being able to do that as well. I, I do think the second part of my answer is is probably more practical, which is that what we've started to experience here in recent years is that sometimes our a school's inability to keep those kinds of efforts under wraps. Can actually have negative consequences on the success of their of their effort uh, and so just as an example if if you're in the midst of a coaching search and all of a sudden information leaks into the media or to the public that you're talking to a particular candidate or or a particular group of candidates uh, that can't help but complicate those conversations and in some cases those candidates uh, may have a great 
job where they are and, and their employer may not know that they're involved in those conversations and that may force them to, to make a choice either to get fully in or, or to pull themselves out. Uh, or if you're getting more advanced in a conversation with a particular candidate and all of a sudden something breaks that may not even be true, uh, as is often the case, that you're getting down the road with somebody else, um, you know, that's going to cause them to, to pause for a second and say, wait a second, I thought I thought we were looking to get married here and now it sounds like you're dating somebody different. And, and so, um, you know, I, I think the, um, the opportunity or the ability to keep some of these projects quiet uh, has both a sort of a fun element to it, but it also has a very practical element to it in, in knowing that how, uh, how complicated unnecessarily uh, they can become when, when extra information is inserted into the public realm, especially given that more often than not, that information is either entirely inaccurate or, or at best incomplete. I heard that uh, there are some behind the scenes, um, there's some behind the scenes trickery when it comes to maybe throwing media off when it comes to searches. Again, I won't name names or anything specific. Um, is, <laughs> is there any truth to that? Well, I, I would say, you know, in some instances, you've got to be able to fight back. Uh, and, you know, it, it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a challenging environment, especially when you're involved in, in a high-profile search, like a football or a men's basketball search. Uh, there are a lot of people who are clamoring for information uh, to the extent that, you know, people will, will follow me uh, around in, in either in a car or in a plane. Um, and so, you know, you have some countermeasures uh, that, that you can use on occasion to try and throw people off the scent. Again, it, and it's not meant to be um, sort of intentionally deceptive. It's just meant to recognize, as I said, that uh, people leaking information prematurely can actually have a detrimental effect on the success of the, of the process itself. And so, um, you know, I, I've got a job I have to do. I've got an objective and uh, you know, we'll take the steps that we feel like are, are necessary in order to, to get us to a successful outcome. Um, I, I won't give away any uh, secrets, but I have heard some airport stories that are just brilliant, by the way. So <laughs> kudos, kudos to you for... We, we, uh, we've had some good stories. We've had some good stories. I frequently see you standing in the tunnel waiting to give someone or someones a hug following a game. Sometimes that's in victory. Sometimes that's in defeat. Is there one of those embraces in any sport at any time in your career here that stands out more than another? And, and could you tell us why? You know, I, I appreciate you in you mentioning that. I mean, that is something that is, is important to me when you talk about the relationship part of this business. I, I take great pride in, in being present for as many of our student athletes as I can be in Gosh, there's, there's been a lot of great ones. Uh, I, I remember after we beat Wisconsin in football, um, Andrew Hayes Stoker, who was our wide receivers coach at the time, we hugged each other so hard that we kind of bounced off each other and fell off and, and fell to the ground. I, I remember, um, you know, after we beat Michigan State uh, in football to clinch the, the bowl berth and head to the Red Box Bowl, I remember somebody, I was on the field and we were at Michigan State. Michigan State is surrounded by a, a wall, uh, so the, the field has about a six or eight foot wall that that goes around its entire perimeter. And somebody actually passed my wife down uh, from the stands to the field, and I just remember embracing her and how excited I was in that moment, especially given all the 
the drama that accompanied the end of that game. But um, but one that really stands out, and this one actually has gotten quite a bit of public attention, was uh, you know Kofi and I had a bit of a a tradition at the end of last season where we would greet each other pretty enthusiastically uh, after some big wins, and you know the, after we beat Ohio State over in Columbus. Um, kind of a comeback win on our on our behalf at the end of the game. Kofi came off the court, and I was greeting all the guys, and he actually was, I think, talking to somebody else and, and kind of went past me and, and then realized that he had passed me, and he circled back around and and uh, and gave me just a, a monster hug. And, and Kofi, as you would imagine, can give just about the biggest hug anybody can imagine. And, and uh, the emotion of that moment – for all of us associated with the basketball program. Um, but, uh, you know, Kofi and I have a very special connection and, and being able to, to share in that moment with him. And we, we put that video on, on social media and I think it's maybe the most viewed tweet that I've ever put out. And, um, last time I looked, I think it had been viewed maybe close to a million times. And, um, you know, it just, uh, I think speaks to, to him and to me and, and just to the relationship that, uh, that we've had and, and how special that particular moment was. While there have been plenty of mountaintop moments with coaches and athletes over the last five years, when I asked Josh what things in life truly made him smile, his answer had nothing to do with the university. My kids, you know, it's it's really been uh, interesting to kind of reflect on how my life has changed since Tate and Will came, came into it. Uh, Will just turned three this past weekend, and, and Tate will turn five in September, and um, you know, this is a this can be a, a fairly pressure-filled position, and it comes with a lot of emotional highs and lows, and a lot of long hours, and, and uh, you know, missed dinners and, and being gone on the weekends. And um, it's always nice to know that no matter what happens uh, during a particular game or during a particular day, when I go home, you know, they're they're going to be there and they're going to be excited to see their dad, and uh, you know, the, their laugh, their smile. Uh, just watching them together, um, whether it's reading a book or playing in the backyard. Uh, I mean, that's that's something that gets me going every day. And uh, I, I just can't it, – it's quickly it, – it's just funny how quickly you, you transition from being so entirely self-absorbed um, to, to being so entirely selfless. And um, having the privilege of being their, their dad is, is something that uh, really has transformed my entire life. Anything uh, make Josh Whitman cry? When do you, Hallmark movie or? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, lots. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm people who work with me every day will tell you that I'm a, I'm actually a pretty emotional person. I, I um, you know, I, I just really appreciate the the hard work and the contributions and the sacrifices of everybody who's involved in this program, in particular, our coaches, our staff, and our student athletes, and. Um, you know, I, I, they all know that for me and, and I hope for many of them, this is a very personal experience and, and, it, and this is not a, this is not a job. You know, my mom was a, as you mentioned, was a school teacher and she taught in the local schools where I grew up, uh, for 41 years. And when she retired, I remember she, she spoke to her colleagues on her last day and said, you know, I, I never worked a day in my life. I just always got up and went to school. And for me, that this feels very much the same way. You know, I, I just, I don't really see this and I, and I don't, I hope I never do as a, 
as a job. You know, this is this is a calling. This is something that I feel very privileged and fortunate to be able to do every day. And and I feel every day a sense of responsibility. And, and so when I see other people approach their work with that same kind of passion, that same level of commitment, that same kind of enthusiasm, I can't help but uh, but but just be overcome on occasion with how much gratitude and, and uh, appreciation I feel for for their sacrifice and for all that they do to, to help make us successful. Is a six foot four inch former NFL player, lawyer, and head of a Big Ten athletics program afraid of anything? I had to ask. Today, I mean, what what keeps me up at night is is really just contemplating the future of college sports. You know, I, I think that we are at a, at a crossroads. I've said this in other settings. I feel like this year is shaping up to be one of the most uh, transformative years in the history of college athletics, and, and certainly it won't. The, the things that are started this year will not completely resolve themselves before the year's over, but over the next three to five to eight years, I, I feel like college athletics is going to look markedly different. I, I think it will still exist. I think it's something that we can all still be excited about. Um, but it, it's going to look different. You know, we have a lot of factors that in any one of them in isolation would be a big deal, but you put all of them together and it, it creates this seminal moment in the history of college sports. And I'm talking about name image likeness and open transfers and uh, the fallout from the recent Alston decision issued by the Supreme Court and expansion of the college football playoff and now conference realignment and um, the, the evolution of uh, of media and, and how that's changing the, the way that people consume sports. And, and then, uh, of course, the, the COVID-19 pandemic and, and the financial fallout from that, which will have a long tail to it as well. You, you, like I said, you throw any one of those factors in in isolation, you've got a big issue to address, but you put all them sort of coming together and intersecting at the same moment. And, and you've got kind of this big bang moment in, in college athletics. And it'll be really interesting to see what, uh, what emerges on the other side. Overall, do those things seem like positives or negatives to you? Is that even an answerable question? I think it is an answerable question. I, I think like most things in life, a lot of it depends on the lens that you look through and, I, I think that if if you choose to look through a particular lens, you could see all those things as as a negative, as a, as a challenge for college athletics. I, I think if you choose to look at them through the lens that I try to wear most days, uh, you see them as a positive. You see them as an opportunity, um, and so it, it's I think it's it's really encouraging to be at a place like Illinois, to be involved in a conference like the Big Ten knowing that your voice matters, knowing that you have the opportunity to provide some influence on how some of those issues are ultimately resolved, uh, knowing that we will continue to have the best interests of our student athletes at heart, um, knowing that we are committed to continuing to remain a, a, a vital component of the educational experience of our student athletes, but also uh, of the entire experience of our university and our community. So I think when you face these these critical decisions, when you come to these forks in the road, it's probably more important than ever that you come back to what is what are our values? What is our identity? What are the things that are absolutely most important to us and allow those things to help us navigate 
the, the murky waters that are in front of us. And, um, and, and so I, I think it's, um, it's an exciting time in college sports. It's certainly unsettling. It brings with it some anxiety uh, just because of, of how many unknowns are involved. But we've got great leadership in college athletics. Uh, we've got a good, ho- a good heart in college athletics. And, and I've got great confidence in our pure intentions in college athletics. And so I, I, with those things together, I, I feel confident that we'll, we'll put a strong model together and, and we'll emerge on the other side with something that people can continue to rally behind and, and support. Ultimately, though, Josh Whitman is focused on one thing. I dream about championships. I, I dream about Big Ten titles and, and NCAA championships. I, I dream about seeing our football team run onto the field at the Rose Bowl. I, I dream about our, our basketball team cutting down the nets to go to the Final Four. Uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I dream about Mike Small being able to, to ring the bell and, and finally take home that, that national title that he is been so close to so many times. I, I think that it's it's every sport, you know, being sure that we provide that high level opportunity. But uh but yeah, when I'm out on a on a long run or sitting on a Peloton for a long period of time, that's that's where my mind sometimes goes is daydreaming about those moments when um when when we get to when we get to ring the bell or when we get to say that we've 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 reached the top of the mountain, and and we're proud not only of the accomplishment but also of the the process that we used to achieve it. And this coming season, after COVID and a high-profile coaching change, Whitman is as optimistic and excited as ever. Obviously, looking forward to the uh, the the uh, opening of the the Brett Bielema era. Uh, he's come on board and just just brought tremendous energy and. Uh, enthusiasm to to our football program, but uh, really my, my excitement just goes so much deeper than that, and uh, I'm, I'm thrilled that we'll have people back in the stands and that they'll be able to uh, rejoin us and, and uh, continue to participate in the great tradition of Fighting Illini Athletics. While he might not have known it at the time, Josh definitely knows now that his time at the University of Illinois and the Geese College of Business thoroughly prepared him to lead. With his head, and with his heart. In Geese, um, you know, the, the whole economics curriculum for me was was just this entire, entirely new realm that uh, that required a lot of attention and focus. And, and all those things, you know, together, I think, have, have certainly helped form who I am today and, and continue to inform the, the work that I do on a daily basis here for the university. And what would he say to students still considering where to go to school? knowing that there is going to be a group of people here who will be invested in each and every student and helping them identify a path that's individualized for them, uh, that they're going to be furnished with the tools uh, to, to really conquer any challenge that's put in front of them. And uh, I, I think when you combine the quality of the education that occurs inside the classroom with the level of connectedness and the quality of the relationships that you find outside of the classroom. Uh, and then you layer on top of that our alumni and, and the incredible success that people who have earned that diploma from Geese have gone on to and, and enjoyed in the world. And, and that connectedness that reflects back into the college, uh, to me, it's, it's just an unbeatable equation in one that uh, I know 
uh, our staff and faculty over at Geese are, are sharing every day with prospective students. But um, it's just a it's an incredibly special place, and uh, I, I think it, it, the secret is out. And, and I, I just couldn't be prouder to be an alumnus of the college, and uh, more excited about the, the future direction that it's headed, um, and the contributions that the college and its graduates will continue to make to society. I, I think we're just beginning to scratch the surface. And uh, and that's something that I know all of us who have a direct connection to the Geese College of Business take incredible pride in. It's a program that'll change your life. And few know that better than Josh Whitman. Be sure to join us for the next Geese Download. In the meantime, you can learn more about Geese College of Business at geesebusiness.illinois.edu.